0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be, wherever you may find yourselves right now. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show. This is your Thursday edition. Uh, It's like a special edition with uh, extra extra little little gifts uh, that come along. Uh, There is a promotional statue of Luke Moore and Pete Donaldson in your package. Uh, You've got a map uh, detailing exactly where both of us live. Um, that is the deluxe package uh, for this Thursday's Luke Pete Your man is Pete Donaldson. Uh, hello,
1: Luke. Did you enjoy your map? Did you receive your figurines? I did, thank you very much. And uh, for mm. those who have um, trouble finding the uh, joint mm. midlife crisis at the centre of the park, just follow mm. the free compass that you get with your map and you yes. will see Pete Donaldson's... Um, Formaldehyde penis grafted onto a cherub in the fountain in the middle of the uh middle of the park so enjoy okay. that that is the uh the centerpiece if you will of today's episode don't miss it uh, you can take photos but pete has requested very um i think i think very reasonably there to be mm. no flash photography of his grafted no penis uh, but anything else it is fine and please do keep your distance social distancing is important to us and do make sure that you let everyone get a look at the uh, the centerpiece at the wanger. at the little <laughs> wanger. do not, do not, it does not
0: need to be startled. It is like a little mole um, that, that's yeah. popped out of its hole. Uh, grafted
1: onto a child uh, in a in a fountain. Pete, <laughs> uh, what, um, what, a stone child? This one absolutely clear. A stone, stone child, child a cherub, yeah. if you will. Not even. a Would a, that a be the worst being? thing?
0: Anyone? Would that be the worst thing uh, that we could possibly do? Uh, graft my penis onto a child? I, I think probably
1: i'm off the top of my head and this show is all about thinking of things off the top of your head <laughs> off the top of my head i can't think immediately of anything worse but i isn't want to make it clear on monday i on monday i meant a cherub which isn't even it's a fictional being it's not even a real thing so it's absolutely fine <laughs> pete what um what other parts of the luke and pete show um theme park do you think would be uh worth a visit for our, our lovely guests today
0: um, I mean, there'd obviously be be a flight simulator in yeah. the corner because that, that's we talk about that quite a lot. Big um, bag of cocaine in it. <laughs> a big bag of cocaine or a liver. Um, yeah. poo, <laughs> poo. Everything would be smeared with poo. All of the, uh, um, uh, yeah, all of the little. Uh, as I said, a, a deluxe edition with a video game usually contains some kind of figurines, maybe a hat, a promotional uh, jacket. There's a really good uh, Twitter page called um, Night Promoting uh it's movie promotional merch unlimited and it's basically the weird and wonderful world of movie merchandise there's like um <laughs> uh, uh troll uh cups um at mm-hmm. uh, 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 that were sent to every single movie cinema that was possibly playing Troll uh, mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. um you've got mail t-shirts with Tom Hanks and uh, Meg Ryan not even for the movie release for the video release now available on VHS
1: ridiculous That'd be quite cool now. cool people would wear those t-shirts now right
0: i oh, oh, i'd certainly get involved there's a, there's a cool yeah. masters of the universe um paper plate with <laughs> man on the front. paper plate i know it's yeah there's like uh, an Austin Powers International Man of Mystery 1997 mask uh, that makes you look uh, exactly like uh, an approximation of uh, the aforementioned
1: Austin Powers. Oh, I think discuss. I remember that. I think I remember that. Yeah, be- yeah, I'll tell right. you why. Because, because it was either because a couple of my friends, we used to love Mike Myers as kids, right? We used to be obsessed mm-hmm. with Wayne's World and so I married an axe murderer and some other stuff that he did. And when Austin Powers came out, I, was only, I would have only been 15 or 16 and everyone was really excited. And I mm. think also that year, um, I went to Florida with my parents on holiday. Yeah, uh, and I think that promotion—the uh, reason I—it was either it was either the promotion that was done in the UK or it was only done in the US, and I was there on holiday and I saw it. And I remember thinking it as it's, as it's, it's terrible as this makes me net sound now. And I've never been the kind of guy to dress as Austin Powers. I've never once done that. But at the time, I remember thinking Austin Powers was fucking great, and that was a really <laughs> cool thing. So you know, sue me. <laughs> do you don't remember it? Do you not remember when Austin Powers came out? It was like a big deal, wasn't it?
0: I remember. I think we we've probably spoken about it before. But Mark Haynes who does the um, does the Wrestle Me uh, podcast with me, uh, and he ha- when Austin Powers came out on DVD, they did a, a release party in uh, in in Leicester Square or Piccadilly Circus. And so uh, Mark was a, a stand up of some repute back in the day, and he had to do a full set dressed as Austin Powers, no, not doing any Austin Powers material uh, to a cinema <laughs> full of uh, people who are waiting to watch um, a DVD release of a, of a film that they'd probably already seen in the cinemas. Very, very strange days. That strange is strange
1: really days. weird, isn't it? That's mm. so weird. Like, and also, like the, it's, it's probably the most uncool thing you can do is dress <laughs> as Austin Powers now. I, I think, I think um, when I went to go and watch the first couple of episodes of the final series of Sopranos at the Prince Charles cinema, did like a promotional mm. thing. I think Capital Radio were involved, and so I got to go. And there was a guy there sat next to me who was very into Sopranos to the point of where he was putting an American accent on, and dressed like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> These people, they, they walk among us, but he they walk In- among. Us. What was what was the thing you were going to say about Uncle Buck?
0: Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, uh, as in, like, uh, really weird uh, movie matches. Is there a big, the like, Buck massive
1: one. piece of toast for Uncle Buck, or a massive tanker? <laughs> that would
0: uh, be amazing. They've got, they've got, um, uh, a War of the Worlds, uh, lamp uh, slash torch slash radio, uh, kind of handheld radio. Kind oh, that's this, fucking this, cool. It, is it cool? Because they've just bought a cheap Chinese light uh, that also has a radio in it, and they've written on The side of it, the name of the film. I just love how cheap
1: they are. I love yeah, it's it. Always no, really it's, no, it's, it's always really cheap. Made, it's always made. It's always made in its um in its like um in their thousands in like China or mm. something. Oh, listen, speaking speaking of cheap, uh, Luke,
0: I am um, uh I, I can only describe myself as being a big cheap boy this morning. Uh, except I've fallen foul of being thrifty. Um, I've noticed that uh, coming in from outside of London, uh, every every few days, um. There's not a lot of uh, ticket inspectors around, presumably uh, due to COVID. Um, So I've not really been buying a ticket, if I'm completely honest, and just zapping myself in at the uh, barriers, therefore pretending I'm coming from Watford Junction. And uh, yeah, £32.40. Penalty charge this morning I got. Yes, yes! In front of a train full of people... This penalty fare notice is given in accordance with the Railway's Penalty Fares Regulation 2018 and is an authority to finish the journey detailed above without a break of journey. It does not authorise you to undertake a return or any other train journey. Luke, I may have saved perhaps £50 over the past couple of days, but I've just cost
1: myself £32.40. Bad, bad, bad boy, you make me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? See, is it a false economy or not? Because I can remember, Mm. and I'm not saying that anyone out there listening of impressionable age should do the same. But when I was a kid, I used to go to Fratton Park to watch Portsmouth play every other Saturday, and I would get on the train at Portsmouth Harbour, and I'd go, Portsmouth Harbour, Portsmouth South Sea, Fratton, get off at Fratton. There's absolutely mm. no point in getting a ticket because there'd be 150, no. 200, 300 people on the train all going. And they would never check, right? And the barriers no would be open. No was going down there. Yeah. So, and, and it got to the point then where I felt like even if I did get a fine, I've been doing this for so long, I was still so <laughs> far in pocket that I kind of made my peace with it. But I never did get stopped.
0: Yeah, I, well, for me this morning, it was very much the embarrassment of, uh, of me pretending that my train line app was not was malfunctioning. This whole sorry little dance that I was doing in front of a, a very crowded now uh, uh, train vestibule um, at uh, half past seven
1: in the morning. Did so you get it, accosted it, it by was... an actual human being? Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Yes, it wasn't, mindset, even just uh, like, got... it wasn't just like an online thing where they c- c- clocked you. You, you, actually, you actually got caught by a human being.
0: A man uh, what in say? what looked look like he was wearing a stab vest, so I don't know how spicy it gets on the... Uh, <laughs> I'd
1: love to have been there for that. You'd have been so awkward. <laughs> what do they say? Um, what do he
0: say? He was very jolly. He was very jolly. Um, and to be honest, for, I took one for the team because I know for a fact that there would have <laughs> been a lot of other people on that carriage who hadn't paid for their tickets. You should have snitched. Like, very easy to... Well, look. I held him up. I spent ages doing the little, oh, I don't know, cough on the email about the ticket, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a return. And the and thing is, you, I showed him the ticket. I showed him what I thought was the ticket or what I could, um, you know, I had plausible deniability about whether it was a ticket or not. Um, uh, and he was like, that is a ticket from Watford Junction. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, so you know. So you, no, he not only no. does it that makes it worse because you could have said, yeah. "Oh, I just forgot. Oh, I didn't really know." But you've actually yeah, been devious. and no. he knows that, and you know that. He
0: knows that, but he's very jolly about it. He gave me my uh, my dirty little charge. He said, "This isn't a return ticket." I said, "Yes, I understand how fines work." Did you want to fight <laughs> about it? I, I didn't say any of those things. No. Uh, but I like I I slowed him up enough so that when we came into the um, the the, 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 uh, the station at Euston, uh, nobody else got checked. So thank you for my what, service. What should, what
1: should have happened is you should have been dragged into a room. And he should have said to you, you are going down for 10 years for this. But if you give me the name of who sorted you out, you can go free. I'll give you immunity. And you and your lovely girlfriend can have a separate identity. You can move
0: <laughs> somewhere
1: in the Midwest and you'll never be seen again. But I need names. And you stood tall. You've wee it. You yeah, stood tall. I know. Yeah, no, exactly. You'll never check me alive, copper, I said.
0: I <laughs> As I paid with my so, mongeau. As you had NASA attack. <laughs> as I wet myself and had a Nassar attack. Yeah.
1: Oh, man. So you're must. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you taking it well, but do you think there'll be some kind of knock-on psychological effect next time you travel? I don't know.
0: I mean, they say... Are you, like, how are you going to play the, it? People, I, I mean, I feel very much like this could be the new True Crime podcast. I feel very much like the subject of serial, uh, <laughs> serial uh, yeah. season one. Will, I will I will I will have after this, I rest,
1: after this episode is released I will have Sarah Koenig on the phone
0: yeah, saying look what's I'll his
1: be... price? And I'll say look he's a purist, he won't do it for money. Not, buy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a collect call from Pete Dolson at Watford <laughs> <Train> Station. <laughs> 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 hey Pete, listen, um did you did you um you know the world's gone to absolute shit, which actually mm-hmm. to be fair has um has served the Luke and Pete show very well because there's always something mm-hmm. to be talking about. And you know, yeah. we can talk about What's happening in the you know, the collapse of of democracy at the behest of of weak strongmen all over the Western world and beyond? We can talk about wildfires mm. in the in the, in the in the West Coast of the US. We can talk about Brexit, COVID, all this kind of stuff. Mm. There was an earthquake in the UK yesterday as well. I'm not going to talk oh, about yeah. that. It was only a little one. Um, apparently, I, the reason I'm not going to talk about that, and I know I'm kind of being ironic here by actually talking about it, is that I, I read that and I thought oh, that's quite interesting, and it and it made the front page of the BBC website, and it said. And then the first paragraph of the story said, there are 10,000 of these a year. So, Well, it's not a fucking story, (laughs) is it? What's happened is someone, some old lady or some busybody or whatever, has just called up the local police station and said, I think there's been an earthquake. And then, you know, there was Mm. was a slow news day. Anyway, I wasn't going to talk about that. What I was going to talk about was, just when you thought the world couldn't get any weirder or worse or worrying, apparently mystery like mystery craters have started opening up all over the arctic tundra oh right. right um and there was one recently found there's been quite a few found one's recently been found uh, as in the last couple of weeks it's 50 meters deep uh, and they've started to become <clears throat> a lot more prevalent apparently since 2014 uh, and the reason for it is unknown but they scientists Think it might be um, uh, underground, well, what they're calling cryogenic eruptions, which basically means ice volcanoes. Wow! Come on, yeah, exactly. And I was thinking to myself: well, first of all, that's fucking cool, to be fair. Mm. But secondly, I was never really told that ice volcanoes are a thing, and I didn't really know no. that they would affect us. So I, I feel like I want some more information about it.
0: I uh, yeah, I know. I mean, we've got the. We've got the Antarctic colossus melting at a ridiculous rate, and now now ice volcanoes exist. I'm not yeah. sure ice seems so inert and sort of chill, literally chill. Why why is it exploding?
1: Yeah. And, why and, is ice exploding? And the expert who was quoted for the story. I mean, I reckon scientists do this on purpose. there have been a few of these. Mm. I've said to you before, I've told you a story about something that's happened scientifically and it's like interesting or weird. And I think Mm. the scientists are being quoted doing this on purpose now because the final quote in this story by this um, expert about... He's an expert on cryovolcanism, apparently. And he says, Mm. um, you know... This, this, there, are, there are special microbes that can live at low temperatures. This can happen. That can happen. We don't know. And he just, he just signs off by saying this world has simply not been explored. And I was thinking, <laughs> fucking get Jeff Goldblum in because I, I feel like there should be, I, I feel, as people always say, all the bad things in the world that happen start with mm. people ignoring a scientist. And I don't think we should oh, ignore this guy. Yeah. Oh not paying your train fare (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly you could have used that as an excuse there was a nice volcano (laughs) they're opening up all over the place open your eyes man
0: there was a lot of earthquakes in in, in southern England uh, this week. How are you can you guarantee this train is not going to somehow, you know, the 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 the, the, the train track isn't going to warp yeah. under these conditions, sir? It's a good point. I'm not paying for for destiny manifest. Is it a pa- destiny <laughs> manifest?
1: And in in, in, also, in this new era of you claiming expenses, are you going to cry and claim this train fund as an expense. No,
0: well, I'm owed, I'm odd. Uh, I'm actually the thing that annoys me is I'm actually odd. Um, half a Eurostar trip from Lille uh, a few weeks ago uh, that was just outright cancelled. And actually, to be honest, the thing that is, that is really grinding my bloody gears. I had a flight booked, I think next week, week after, to Japan. Booked it in oh, probably about April. Uh, I thought even even it, with my less than sunny disposition, I thought, hey, look, it, it's it's worth. It's worth a tickle. It's worth a little tickle. Uh, And uh, British Airways um, have done their level best not to give me a refund for flights that they have cancelled themselves. Um, yeah. And that, that seems to be the experience with a lot of people. So I was confused uh, by that
1: because I read that um, earlier this week as well, that BA who yeah. can be, I mean, I always use BA because I think when I first yeah, yeah. met um, they're, they're a Mimi. cut above the usual stuff. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just reliable. And I don't have much time yeah. to spend with them. And I always wanted to make sure I made the flights and, and the flights yeah. weren't, weren't late or whatever. But um, because they get the best slots, don't they, at UK Sports and stuff? But mm. but um, I, I I read exactly what you just said there. I didn't know you were affected by it. But I spoke to BA the other day because um, I, I didn't know what was happening with our annual trip for Thanksgiving, and mm. um, and he said to me on the phone that um, we c- because we booked it after March the third, we can call up at any time up until the day before departure, and mm. claim move it vouchers or move it or whatever to wherever we want. And, and realistically, I know this is like a hugely privileged thing to say, and I do recognise that. Yeah, you know, Realistically, we're probably going to go on hold it at some point. So I was kind of pretty relaxed about it, because if we can't go in November, I'll just push it to next year or whatever. Because you can yeah. book well, up to thing... August 2021, apparently.
0: Yeah, but, but the, I mean, it, at the risk of this turning into a consumer advice uh, watchdog show, it, 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 it's, it's galling. Uh, to say, they make it very easy online to be able to um, change your uh, flight that was just outright cancelled by the company make it very easy to uh, claim a voucher for future yeah. travel. They yeah. don't really make it clear. In my case, I'd bought like £1,000 worth of air miles to complete a booking uh, to use my um, companion card, it's a companion trip, whatever. Um, and so I had to go through all these hoops in the first place. They've not really made this clear that I'll get the air miles back. They've not made this clear that the £1,000 that I spent on air miles will be, still be good, etc., etc. I mean, they make the, uh, the, the 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 submission of this um, voucher very very easy, um, but if you want to rebook or if you want to use the voucher, you have to ring up, and they've just got this system where they just don't answer the phone anymore. Mate, the hack,
1: the BA don't... hack. I've said this to you before, Donnie, <laughs> The BA hack is to DM them on on uh, Twitter. Their social media team is yeah, actually but, decent. They call me back straight still... away when I did that. Right. Okay. That's, well, that's what the you hack. just said. I just fucking just... I DM'd them with the with the, with mm. the reference and kicked off right. a little bit, you know, in the way that yeah. I can, but not in like an aggressive mm. way. And um, mm. and they called me straight away. Honestly, they right. did call me straight away. And and but one thing I would say is, if you're a history, if you are a person with a history of skipping fares and getting caught for it, they might not be <laughs> as generous with their time to you. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it it really cancels out the blue tick when you're a bad boy for life, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: Absolutely, you might get it taken off you, mate. You (laughs) might get it taken off you. You (laughs) might get some of your account privileges removed. Oh, listen, should we have a little break and then when we come back, we'll uh, talk some more and then do some emails? All right, then.
2: Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Ah, Kombucha. Kombucha. Self care club, wellness road tested. So that was the first day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done and, you know, all of that stuff. I kind yeah. of stopped. Okay, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection <laughs> of <laughs> kindness at this <laughs> initial point. Yes. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your pods. This week, we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. you Let- never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air t- <laughs> It doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self-Care Club is a Sticano production.
0: Let me just do a burp. I've done my burp and we're back. It's the Luke and Pete shop part two. Uh, we're going to pass some th- through some uh, emails if that's all right with you. Is it all right with you, Luke? Is that yeah, all right with fine. you? it's fine. I mean,
1: I, I trailed yeah, it before cool. the break, so I feel like I'd be hypocritical if it wasn't. <laughs> you go first. Go for it.
0: Oh, I've, I thought you were going to go, for, you usually oh, go for first. Oh, f- for Here we go. He, he Come on. The, I, was do doing, the... I was doing the intro. I was introing the, the second half of the show, so I was, I was throwing
1: throwing it open to uh, the moor, the man. I'm in the engine room here. You're on the deck showing off to all, I the, am. all the fancy guests. All right. Um, I don't know where we are in this analogy. On a boat, I, in my no. mind, but I didn't make that clear. Yeah. Hello at com is the email address to get in touch. We bloody love hearing from you, so please do send us an email if, you, um, if you've got something to say. Just for example, if you haven't caught up on Monday's episode yet, we heard Mm. of a man who was showing off to his five-year-old daughter and accidentally swallowed his own wedding ring. That's the kind of level of correspondence you can expect on the (laughs) Luke and Pete show. Um, I've got uh, an email here from Ben, and it's more chat about Death Valley. Um, oh, yes. The part of the world that's had more attention from us on the show recently than any other. He says, uh, long-time listener, first-time emailer. This may be a bit late for your content on Death Valley. It isn't, Ben. Uh, but I thought I would get in touch as it's a form of procrastination that takes away from a marketing presentation due tomorrow. Um Back in 2012, when we were still drunk on the Danny Boyle love note to the UK, which was the Olympics opening ceremony, myself and seven other university friends took a three-week road trip around California. Aside from taking a piss next to Russell Brand, uh, introducing the cast of Get Him to the Greek to bombs, and shouting Muse at Matt Bellamy as he crossed the road in front of us in LA, (laughs) probably the highlight for me was our drive through Death Valley. Uh, It's kind of a thing to shout out random things at um, famous people. It used to be anyway. I remember when I was in mm. London way back in the 90s with my mates just for a day trip. And uh, we saw Nick Hancock. Remember Nick Hancock? I mean, what could you possibly... Did Did you shout, do you think it's all over? My Is friend Phil shout kept it? shouting at him, they think it's all over. They think it's all over. They think it's all oh, over. no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Nick Hancock the... would probably love mean, that I... now, to be fair, wouldn't he? He'd love that now.
0: He, he would, but also, the, I mean, there's him and... I mean, there's there's two people who you can shout, they think it's all over. Uh, but then also, um well, the Kenneth Williams But he's a... dead, obviously. <laughs> well, go to his grave. Um, and <laughs> he might be on his gravestone. He might be on his gravestone. Uh, well, it isn't. Well, what do you think on his gravestone? I don't care how playful you are with a deceased relative. relative you're not going to write. He, he thinks it's all over. It is now on a fucking gravestone to a man who's a well, celebrated Spike commentary. Milligan,
1: legendary comic yeah. Spike Milligan's got that. I told you I was ill on his. Yeah, that's it. That's a great gag. Correctly. Yeah, Spike Milligan. Right. by the way, speaking of which, sorry, Ben, we'll get back to your email very shortly, but it's a slight tangent. I was watching the other day, I was showing my uh, my wife um, a couple of Spike Milligan things because she'd not really heard of him. And I think he's brilliant. And for those who don't know, he is like an old comedian in, you know, I think the 50s and 60s or whatever. And um, he got, have you seen the video of him getting a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Comedy Awards? Oh yeah, that rings a bell. And, yeah. and, they, and they call him up and he's really old. He must be like in his 80s. Mm. And they call him up and uh, he said the first thing he says is about bloody time right which is funny <laughs> and then he says uh, and, then, and then Jonathan Ross is presenting and says oh Spike before you um, before you go I've got a little message for you from a very famous fan of yours and he reads out a letter from Prince Charles right, right. okay yeah yeah and half over <laughs> letter Jonathan Ross says to him what do you think about that Spike and he goes the groveling little bastard <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, anyway, Love anyway, it. Ben, Ben, Ben goes on to say, for one, I can confirm they do request in Death Valley. Air conditioning is turned off on your car, and the air temperature when we were there was around fifty-two degrees C. Which, for a group of idiots fresh out of uni, meant let's roll up the windows to see how long we last. See uh, photo attached. Two of us did not fare well. Yeah, it looked like they're about to die. I don't endorse that. Um, However, the most remarkable event happened when we arrived at Furnace Springs. The temperature plummeted to 25 degrees, the skies darkened and the wind whipped up. Then the heavens opened in the most torrential downpour. The storm was so violent it knocked the power out to Furnace Springs and flooded all the roads due to the surrounding ground being so sandy. We thought that in a moment of patriotism, only a group of 20-something ex-students from Lancaster could bring water to the desert. As we left Death Valley, it left us uh, with something which to my mind must be quite uncommon, a rainbow in the desert. And he's attached a picture of that as well, very beautiful. He says, genuinely loved the show, and uh, along with other content from stakhanov it kept me sane during lockdown, during a cold spring, where I now live up in Finland. All the best, Ben. So more oh. Death Valley chat, and now he's living in Finland. He was so put off by the heat of Death Valley, he probably moved to Scandinavia. Is Finland in part of Scandinavia? I think it might be, might not be. I think it, it is. is. Yeah, it's, it's crack. It's it's one of those. It, it's one of those countries cracking on for Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think some people, some purists, would only say Denmark, Sweden, and Norway are Scandinavia. Oh yeah, well
0: yeah, I think I think that they certainly regard Finland as being completely separate. Because as I said, the the, the border or the or, or, um Russia is very very close. I spent a lovely weekend there just before Christmas. Fantastic, fan flipping fantastic. but are very very uh, chilly. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take it down a little bit, uh, Luke, uh, as is my want and as is yeah. my. Style to be expected. Um, Lewis <laughs> Lewis says, "Hi guys, my name is Lewis, and I'm from South Wales. So after listening to last week's episode, in which you mentioned a colleague taking a shit in the shower, it brought up some. Oh, that was ages ago somewhere. now. Why are we bringing Come that? Come on, it was only said two days ago. Um, it brought up some. Uh, and and to be honest, with the last emailer, uh, I genuinely enjoy the show." I, mean, I think that's damning with faint press, quite frankly. You either enjoy the show yeah, or you don't like enjoy saying. the show. I yeah. genuinely enjoy the show. I bit... genuinely like like the
1: olives. It's a bit like saying, I don't care what everyone else says about it. I think it's all right.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the passive-aggressive uh, person on uh, Come Down With Me, going, I genuinely love this cake. It's not dry at all. Uh, eating a dry cake. Uh, after listening <laughs> to last week's episode, I you uh, mentioned a colleague taking a shit in the shower It brought up some harrowing memories from when I was in my early years of high school. I believe it was on year eight when one day after our PE lesson, which involved running laps around the school rugby field for 45 minutes, we got back to the PE changing rooms and were met with a rather unpleasant smell. One of the boys peered around to the showers to find a great big pile of shit on the floor. As you can imagine, uh, with a room full of 12 and 13-year-olds, the room erupted with a mix of laughter and uproar, which prompted our PE teacher to burst into the room to find out what was going on. When he clocked on to what has happened, he took the only approach you would expect from a professional high school PE teacher. That's right, he held the door shut and trapped us all in the room, laughing at our cries for help. i write we all that. started Yeah, Yeah, no, not bad. Hotbox them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, all... we all started to heave. Two of the boys even threw up. A few hours later, a few hours later, I, I presume they'd, they'd unlocked the door uh, a little bit earlier than that. A few hours later, the P department launched a full scale investigation to discover the culprit. One by one, we had to stare the three teachers in the eye and say, it wasn't me. I'm not sure if it's just me, but unless you're Hercule Poirot himself, this doesn't seem like a fair way of determin- <laughs> determining the guilty party. Eventually, after realising they were no closer to the truth, the oldest and most strictest uh, strict of the three P teachers uttered this line, which then became iconic folklore in the school. Settle down, everyone. This is a doozy. <laughs> if I had it my way, I'd make you all bend over and show me your arses. Then there'd be no question. Uh I see what he's trying to do there. Yeah. A good backfired. twelve years has passed. A good years to, a good twelve years has passed and the culprit has managed to evade this sentence to this day. Uh, if you're out there listening to this right now, I've chosen to forgive you.
1: Oh, that's nice. Nice little <laughs> end to that. Nice little twist. That's look, a happy finish, so to speak. Um yeah. Do you know how uh, I would have Pete, do you know how I would have conducted the investigation? Uh broadcaster. Yes, it is. What I would have done <laughs> cool. is I would have because kids, well, how old are they going to be? 14? Not be that clever. Yeah. Some of them will be quite clever. A lot of them right. won't be clever. And also a mm. lot of them won't be confident because they'll be going through like adolescence and all the rest of it. right? So yeah. what I would have done is I would have sat down with a few of them uh, and said, look, technology's so good these days that we've got swabs in the matron's office. <laughs> uh, and we can dna that easy and we'll get we'll get an answer back in two or three hours to uh, mm. who it is to who so, that is yeah and if no one owns up to it and we find that who it is which we will you're mm. going to be in big trouble so i suggest you go and tell your pals and the person who's done it come to me quietly on their own and we'll sort it out and i'll guarantee you that'd work what you guarantee you'd you'd find the poopy peter i reckon someone would own up because they'd shit themselves Literally, they already have shit themselves, but you well, know. <laughs> they, they wouldn't be able to. Do you reckon that would work, I mean, or was that just it sound
0: like a dad? I mean, the question I would be asking, uh, even in 1989 when I was in, in, in junior school um, or primary school, uh, I would say, uh, Where the fuck is the matron's office? We know we don't have a matron's office. Your, your uh, story is nonsense, sir. Backfire. Nonsense. Yeah.
1: yeah. Didn't you have a matron's office? Didn't you have like a nurse?
0: Not really, only when knits were around. The knit nurse would come round and check that you didn't have knits. Who sorted um, out your asthma then? An actual doctor, off school premises. <laughs> no, but what happens if you had a problem
1: if you had a problem with something like your asthma or when you're at school is what I mean? I mean, I presume an ambulance would be called. Hello I've, at com. if you me. had a nurse or a matron <laughs> in your school. For me, this was a standard thing. I didn't realise how no, grim right. it was up north.
0: Well, no, we had a caretaker. He was found behind the bins one day, dead. Um, was he really? Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened? Quite sad, yeah. He died, Luke.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I understand He's... that, but you've said it there in quite a callous <laughs>
0: way. So I just want to know what had happened. Yeah. It was slightly after my time, but yeah, a uh, 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 lad. He had, a, he had, uh, his, his son was in the school, uh, but he, um, I think, it was a heart attack. Oh, that's really I mean, he sad. Very, he did have a very red face. But the um, his son used to go out of school. And he, it was a couple of years after we left. But, um, yeah,
1: wow. I remember um, I remember um, my school at one point becoming completely obsessed with, um, for no reason, uh, with uh, heroin, right? And, and <laughs> right. just being convinced that like, the kids were all going to become addicted yeah. to heroin. For, for, literally for like, no reason, right? And yeah. um, I remember one of my friends who was like a perfectly – well-behaved, normal, young man. Heroin addict. <laughs> no, like, standing in the um, car park and, um, or no, basically in class and getting pulled aside by one of the teachers taken to an office. <clears throat> and they showed him some t- CCTV of um, him with a foil package standing in the car park, right? <laughs> yeah. And obviously what had happened was one of the teachers, one of the heads of the year had just watched some fucking film where they were cooking mm. up heroin on some foil. And it was literally just his foil packet of sandwiches. And he was like, look, it's just sandwiches. Like, here's the foil. It's got crumbs in it. Like, it's just, and they were like, okay, well, we've got our eye on you. And he was like, all right, well, thanks. <laughs> so t- I'm just saying that schools can do weird things sometimes.
0: Oh, I, re- I remember sort of walking around with a, um, a, for a day at home, I just had a spoon, like a little spoon in my hand. And I was just, I just always had this spoon in my, a little metal spoon, a little metal teaspoon.
1: A little frozen sausage a little... on it.
0: Little frozen sausage on it. I was walking around, and my mum like grabbed it out of my hand because she'd seen me walking around with it, with it, with it in my mouth. And like, what? What is on that spoon? What is on that spoon? <laughs> like I'd been cooking up heroin. I was like, what? It, it's just a spoon,
1: mum. What is a spoon, spoon mum? Is that a like yogurt or something?
0: I think I presume it started like that, but in very you know it's a gateway drug, isn't it? But um, yeah, I the spoon, I had the spoon in my mouth, and my mum grabbed it because most heroin addicts they just they just spoon it into their mouths, don't they? They, they just
1: grab it. Yeah, that's what me the teaspoons uh, for. Get it in the bag. Me.
0: Speaking of uh, illicit substances uh, that you can consume in the home, um, me and uh, producer Charlie from uh, Stucano's uh, fan football show, uh, The Football Ramble, um, just walked from the uh, station at Highbury up to uh, the office and we're, uh, next to a park bench, two bottles, empty bottles of a uh, Benelin style cough medicine. Ah, scissor. Like, scissor. Someone, someone's been making that mad scissor, that purple drink!
1: Purple that lean. Right? That's someone like Southern rap vibe in in Highbury. That's crazy. I know. They It's, it, it, it's got to shit. It's got to shit. Go back. Well, go back later and leave a sign there saying if you if you're into kind of mad chopped and screwed hip hop, call this yeah. number and uh, we'll, find, <laughs> we'll find out who it is. We'll we'll, we'll help you out. Um, I, 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 look, it
0: could be Marcus. You never know. But, um, <laughs> the, um, He's on but, my list. But what? <laughs> Charlie, uh, Charlie, uh, I'd, I'd put him down more of a secret pour. Um I'd put, uh, but Charlie saw me at the point that, right. Do you remember when like every rap video I had had, um, and you know, I, I don't watch a lot of rap videos, but the ones that I watched uh, because they were talking about purple drank, which I found fascinating as a thing, uh, where it was like, um, it was a Jolly Ranchers, cough medicine and Sprite, uh, you know, just all, all mixed together. They um, They would always drink it out of polystyrene cups.
1: No, it is, um, it's out of um, what they call solo cups, isn't it?
0: But like, as in, yeah, polysta- the, the cups were made of polystyrene. They would no, I never... think they're just plastic, aren't they? No, polystyrene, that's the point. It oh, was right. never plastic. It was never, a, you know, a blingy goblet that so they could have been drinking their fancy drinks out of. The rappers would always signify that they were drinking this particular medicine um, medicine Sans, sans Frontier, <laughs> out, out of, out of, uh, out of uh, the, the polystyrene, because it was like a kind of like shorthand to, look what well, I'm having a drink of, aren't I, naughty boy? But why polystyrene out of all the cups you could choose to drink it out of? Fascinating. Yes, Someone's point. got the answer to that. I would like to know. Also, Hello, I think part,
1: yeah, part of the reason I think that um, they were drinking it is because in the, in the US, cough syrup, I think has got codeine in it. Yeah, which is yeah, which is yeah, an opioid, yeah, yeah. right? It's not like drinking mm. Cowpole here, which is just paracetamol, basically. It's proper full mm. on, and there's obviously an opioid epidemic in the US at the moment. So, mm. I'm just saying, if you're gonna if you're gonna make very sweet tasting um, cough syrup, which has got codeine in it, available broadly, people go and drink it. <laughs> That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Doesn't make you very sleep. It doesn't make you very sleepy. Yeah, um, just to me, it I just sounds I... like heartburn. Sprite and cough syrup <laughs> and jolly ranchers in the same thing it sounds I'd be absolutely a awful Zantac immediately i'd be dropping a Renidine immediately
0: i'd be i'd be on the chasers. Uh, not ben- I'd be... Uh, what's it called <laughs> renny, renny chasers mine would be jolly ranchers 15 remy gels Can you even get remy gels anymore i miss remy gels
1: they're chewy not chalky i remember, um... pe- I remember people say, <laughs> i can imagine people saying fucking hell look if you just pop five pills no they're all rennies <laughs> because my stomach <laughs> is in bits now
0: Rennie's and Jolly Ranchers look identical, but like it's just a very anemic white version of
1: the yeah. Jolly Rancher. It's, it yeah, yeah, it does. It looks like a... Yeah, it does. Look same, same shape, in the mm-hmm. Same shape. Anyway, Pete, we should probably get out of here because we're way over yeah. our time and you've got big things to do today. So I'll let you I go. Um, people can hear you... People can hear – I mean, actually, by the time this episode comes out, people can hear you on yesterday's Football Ramble as well, which you're off to go and do now. I'm going to head off and uh, go and get myself a cup of tea. This has been the Luke and Pete Show for the 10th of September. Go on, Um, Lukey. Add (laughs) one to the number nine. (laughs) Have a lovely rest of the day. Yes. We've got him early. (laughs) Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com, at show on twitter do stay in touch do let uh, your friends know if you enjoy the show and we'll see you next time say goodbye little cherub get out of my
0: face you mess
2: this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network